Welcome to the Fort Bragg PwC podcast. Today we have Miss Carlene and her husband, who are a part of Crew Military, share about marriage discipleship relationship. Join us as we hear their words of wisdom after 48 years of marriage. Good morning. Oh, this is backwards. Men and women are different, aren't we? I think that's why God created marriage. So I want to introduce ourselves. I'm Carlene Meyer, and this is my husband. We came back to Fort Bragg in 2012, and we felt a call from the Lord to um, minister here, to come alongside chaplains, to do marriage ministry. We are passionate about what God says about marriage and how he wants our marriages. We are now uh, full-time with crew, if anybody remembers Campus Crusade for Christ, military and so we work as the national directors um, for crew if you would have told me 20 years ago that my husband would be in full-time ministry like sarah i would have laughed in your face it is an amazing thing what god does when we allow him to transform us and i forgot my book so you go next okay um we have four children and eight grandchildren uh, importantly, one of our, our son, Matt, is uh, uh, his three kids and wife have been in the military for 20 years, so they've lived the global war on terror um, like all of you have, and I think that gives us more of a connection. We, I retired right before 9-11, so I wasn't directly part of that, but we are very much um, compelled and up-to-date, so to speak, because I tell you what, being an Army soldier is hard and being an army spouse is hard being an army parent is like it's really hard especially uh given what's been going on the last 20 years and the statistics are that 67 percent of your children will come into the military so it may not it may not be relevant now but just start praying (laughs) because it's hard yeah so we're going to talk about discipleship and marriage so how do those two go together? And I think we'll start off with a, what you might call a compelling question. Why is marriage so hard? I mean, getting married's not hard. Having a wedding is one of the most wonderful days of anyone's life. But why is marriage so hard? And I want to thank Jen uh, for her scripture about, from Isaiah, because... The last verse uh, of that is kind of a soldier verse, and it's uh, especially a ranger school verse, where you run and not grow weary, walk and not faint for many, many miles. And you know, uh, I think that could also be a marriage verse, right? Because don't we have to run and not grow weary and walk and not faint? (laughs) Yet... um, so why is marriage so hard? We're, um, all of us guys have been waiting for Top Gun 2 to come out. It keeps getting delayed. And, and actually, Top Gun 2, I think, was written around two quotes. And one of them 
Maverick is being asked, after all of his great heroics, how come uh, he's not an admiral? And the admiral says to him, why is that? And Maverick's answer is, sir, it's just one of life's mysteries. And I think that's kind of how marriage is and why marriage is so hard. But we're going to talk about how those two work together to disciple us in marriage. We're going to start off um, with a clip, uh, a trailer from an event that's going to be coming up the 24th and 25th of, uh, okay, 24th and 25th of July, virtually. Uh, we are partnered with Family Life and David Ann Wilson, who you see on the screen here, to do a live vertical marriage around the world. And they're going to introduce us to some things here in what they're going to talk about here in two weeks that very much relate to what we're going to talk about today. And it's specifically for military couples. So there'll be, there'll be some more information after today about how to sign up. So do we need to move out of the way? Also really raw is because we talk about our struggles and the pain we've been through. You're trying to find your happiness from your spouse and you don't find it there. These are men, and I'm looking for my husband. This Good. one's really tall, and this one has lots of hair. Overrated. <laughs> Overrated. Of all the men in the world, I choose you. But then we're married a while, and suddenly, I didn't notice before, but you have this brown leaf. So we're gone. I think, this is awesome. Jesus is with me. But then I start going the same places that I always went, and Jesus is like, no, I got this. Like, I know where to go. And it's my job to fix you because something's wrong with you. You think, yeah, I want my spouse to change. <laughs> then our marriage could work. And I'm telling you, don't go there. What would it look like if I allowed him to be in total and complete control? All right, Lord, I give you everything. It's all good for a while, right? But then it's like, wait, you don't talk, you don't listen, you don't lead, you don't pray, you don't spend time with the boys, you don't do all these things. Me, no, 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 I never said that I would go there. No, you know, I'm gonna help you. Let me help you, Jesus. I'm trying to get this hand. Like, Lord, no, no, like, don't do that. Like, no, here, I'm gonna help you. <laughs> Have you ever done this? We're trying to find life horizontal from a person, from an amount of money, from a, from a job, from a thing, but we're actually looking in the wrong place. We have to take our eyes off of each other and say, okay, God, I want to find life from you. And let me tell you, when you do vertical marriage the way God designed marriage, I'm telling you, it can change your entire legacy. Amen. We're pretty honest. <laughs> yeah, so the... Uh We'll have the link available for you to go to the landing page if you'd like to check out what it would. Uh, this is a free event, and it, like uh, Carlene said, it's for the military. Just a teaser, Dave there plays a mean guitar, and the original titles for the Vertical Marriage sessions were actually rock songs, but they kind of tweaked it a little bit. But you're gonna, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be very much, I think, a speak to what's going on in our world today. So, back to discipleship and marriage. Um, you know, the original sin in the garden was really pride and selfishness. And I believe that God created marriage, you know, for many purposes, but one of them is, it is the anecdote for pride and selfishness. And I've got a couple of quotes here that kind of, from Gary Smalley's book, or Gary Thomas's book, sacred marriage, 
Uh, the first one is, and these are both secular, not Bible quotes, um, marriage is the operation by which a woman's vanity and a man's egotism are extracted without an anesthetic. The second one is, one of the best wedding gifts God gave you was a full-length mirror called your spouse. Had there been a card attached, it probably would have said, here's to helping you discover what you're really like. So when, so when Steve and I were talking about this, what we were going to say today, I just have a really hard time with selfishness as a military wife and mother because we give, 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 give. So what I feel like the Lord just laid on my heart is for us, selfishness put an equal sign uh, equals control. We want to control our worlds. We want to control our kids. We want to control our husbands. And really, that's really another way for selfishness because we want our way. That's how we... We're relational, we see things, we see into things, and we want control. And especially, I was talking to somebody this week about this, as military wives, we have to kind of step away and allow our husbands to come back in to the family, deployment after deployment after training, because we've got it all together. We make ourselves get it all together and keep it all together while they're gone. And so it is an extra challenge for military families to understand this thing, this original sin, this Genesis 3 is where it really comes from. Yeah, so this is the presenting problem, right? And discipleship is about how, as we walk through life, we learn to become less selfish, right? Become more like Jesus is really what discipleship is about. So discipleship has been defined a lot of different ways, uh, all common. But, you know, to be a disciple is to be a follower. To be a disciple is to learn from the master, right? So I like to look at that as uh, the Army in its leadership manual years ago had three words, be, know, and do. The first was be, and that's who you were, and who are we? We are Christ followers. That's our identity. That's our, when we come into relationship with him, that's the B part. The no part is the discipleship of Bible study and being in small group and learning what the master has for us, what Jesus taught us, what the word teaches us. But it doesn't end with knowledge. It ends with action, which is the do part. Right. right? So if you take that be, no, do, and the doing part of marriage in those two quotes that I just gave you, um, it's really captured um, by Gary Smalley in the tagline for sacred marriage, which says, what if God designed marriage to make us holy or to make us disciples more than to make us happy, right? Because the wedding is all about the happiness of marriage, which it is happy, but its higher function is this idea of being able to demonstrate in our most intimate relationship that is the marriage relationship, God's work in our life. And that's being discipled. And so the fact that marriage is hard and that we learn from one another and we learn to be less selfish and we learn what it's really like to live with us, right, <laughs> is the ultimate form of discipleship because you have to be, know, and do every day in that. 
And you know, our challenge is we want to change our husbands. I, I think everybody that's ever talked about marriage, what we want to do is we want to change our husbands. But what God wants to do is transform us. And so we, as the relational part that God made us, as, as Adam and Eve were made, and as Eve was more relational, we have to be intentional in growing our marriage. Being intentional and being intentional in our own discipleship. Because when we get to be the best me, when I get to be the best me, when I am walking with the Lord, when I'm having devotions, when I am serving with joy in a, in a, in a get-to, not a got-to kind of an attitude, that speaks louder than any words we're ever going to say to our husbands. And that really is the challenge in discipleship. Because what we can see is what they're not doing, right? What we see is what they're not doing. My mother has dementia. She's 88 years old. But every single day she makes a thankful list in her head and can tell me 10 things she's thankful for. She can't tell me what she had for breakfast or what she said five minutes ago. But this habit of being a thankful, a thankful wife and a thankful you know, child of the king, it goes so far for so long. And that's, you know, one of my challenges to you. Because can we see the good that our husbands are doing? And I'll talk about that, how we do that in a little bit. I don't want to run ahead. Oh, so part of that doing is also prayer. You know, every single time I've spoken, here and everywhere, I hold up this book. This is my 25-year-old praying wife for at least 20 of those years every day. I prayed the praying wife, not because of the chapters, but because of the prayers. Because I said, Lord, sorry, hon, close your ears. I can't stand him. Lord, I cannot stand him today. But I, out of obedience and love of you, will open up this book and say the prayer that's in here. And I will speak the verses, not only over my husband, but over my children. If you have five minutes you can do this. I know, we had four babies. It's hard. It's hard to make the time. But this is part of the intentionality. We have to be intentional in our marriages. Amos, in the book of Amos 8.11, it says there's a famine from hearing the word. And I think actually COVID has helped bring the word back because we're all, there's so much going on. Negative, yes, but there's a lot of good teaching and good things and good podcasts going on um, during this COVID time. But we have, in America, we have a famine from hearing the word. So the fact that you girls are here today just thrills my soul. You had to be intentional to come here. We have to be intentional when we do the things of the Lord. All right. I'm, I'm preaching. Yeah. Sorry, honey. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of Bible verses that speak to marriage, starting with Genesis 3 in the garden. But I'd like to focus on Ephesians 5, 21 to 25. I'm not going to read the whole thing because I want you to focus on three concepts that are contained in those verses. It's the instructions to wives and husbands. But it starts before the instructions to the wives and husbands. First of all, to submit to one another. And submitting to one another is all part of this shaping, this, this um, becoming more holy, becoming more like a disciple by submitting to one another in marriage. And then, interestingly, Paul commands the husband and wife 
first to submit to one another, but then something very specific. He says to the wives, respect your husbands. And he says to the husbands, love your wives. And he gives examples of what that means. It's very interesting to me that in essence, the man is being told to do something that's not in his nature. Because men understand respect. And they speak respect. But they have a harder time with the idea of love. And likewise, you, you ask a woman generally, right, to love someone, to be a nurturer, that's natural. And respect is the larger challenge. And I think while we both need love and respect, it's not all or nothing. This balance of us having to learn how and actually having been commanded by the master that this is what we are to do, you know, it's this idea of actually doing something that is not natural for us. And in doing that, we have to rely on Jesus, we have to rely on the Lord, we have to rely on his word, and that, as a disciple, makes us more holy. It helps us along our way to be perfected, right? As we walk out, as we're transformed, um, marriage is the crucible for us to be able to do that personally. And, and the second piece of it is a godly marriage is a walking gospel example. Yes. And, it, and one of the very special things about our military culture is our marriage is on display in a more comprehensive way than it would be in the civilian world. Especially when we're in a unit, we're a commander, we're in leadership. People are watching us, and they may not hear the gospel any other way than the way we treat each other. Especially um, in the way that we relate to one another. Um, one of the things that as we've um, kind of worked through uh, the challenges of deployments and reintegration and trying to help couples reconnect, and this actually started uh, with our son and his wife after a very rough deployment. That says Carlene. Yeah. Is, My turn. My is, turn. Uh, wait for the handoff, hon. Okay. Okay. Hike. <laughs> One, two. Here comes the wall. I have How to about the back. three A's? Yeah. I have to go back because I, want, I see the time. I'm going to talk fast. Again, as we learn the word and as we become disciples, so many times we take those Ephesian verses out of context. I just want to read all the way back at 4.12. Be kind, and this is our life verse for the second half of our marriage. We'll be married 48 years this year. So what you're hearing from us is a compilation of a lot of learning and a lot of trials and a lot of goodness. So remember this, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. And Steve mentioned this next, but be imitators of God. So this submission, this respect, this love is all imitating what God says. God is love. To get to the three A's, okay, affirmation, appreciation, affection. Steve and I, it is a fail-safe for us if we're having a bad week or a bad season, let's even call it a season, if we focus on just appreciating each other, even once a day, affirming them who they are, you know, soldiers, who they are, they're just awesome heroes, even if we don't get it returned, 
God is our strength. He will uphold us. And then the affection. I know coming back from deployment, things are wonky. I, I, it's just wonky. We, we have to get to know one another. Even a hand, a cup of coffee and a hand on the shoulder will break. It breaks a lot of things. It breaks a lot of attitudes. It breaks a lot of sin. Just the three A's. And that is our fail-safe. And that actually practically helped our son and um, our beautiful daughter-in-law after one of the deployments. They were just not connecting. And we said for 10 days, just do this. And then that broke it because God is love and we're offering love. Okay. Am I, am I still on? Mm-hmm. Our takeaway, marriage was created on purpose for a purpose. And I talked about intentionality. And um, let me see what else I wrote here. Oh, to be an observer of our husbands. Be an observer. Every deployment is different. Every time they come home, they're a little bit different. Things change. Observe. Observe how to love them well, what that respect looks like to them. Talk to them when, they're, when, they, when you're able to talk. Okay, I can't, I can't go on. Um, so we have to skip a few things. So we're, we're down to the five P's. Five P's. The five P's. The five There's a P's. plan and a purpose for marriage. There's power in marriage. Steve and I did, got, did not get married believers. Year five at Fort Bragg, the Lord pretty much separated us. Steve was at the NTC. I was home with two babies, and we had tried to do marriage without God, and it did not work well. And in a one 24-hour period, God spoke to me through Psalm 40, and God spoke to Steve out in the desert, in his desert experience, and we both came to Christ at that time. And it's a beautiful story, and it's for everyone, because God continuously speaks He will continuously pursue your husband if your husband is not a believer. But you see that God had to separate us and help us understand what a personal relationship, personal discipleship was with him before he brought us back together. And so that was the power that we had to have in our marriage. And so the term vertical marriage, if you caught it on the trailer, was we have to go to God first, right? So then we can go horizontally to our spouse. That's what the term vertical marriage means. And we were in a horizontal marriage until we put Christ in the center of our marriage. That made it a vertical marriage. It put us into a time of discipleship, right? Yeah, and it was. It was really the school of hard knocks. And so the, um, that power, again, if we, we've talked about this a lot, the three-chord strand is not easily broken. The husband and the wife and Christ in your marriage, Ecclesiastes 4.12. And then provision. Provision for marriage. We get to look back. We are living in the fruits of working through a hard marriage, hard life with a lot of kids, and we know that Jehovah Jireh is her provider. He, we look back at the goodness of the Lord out of Psalm 27. We remember that Jeremiah 29, 11, God has a plan and a purpose for you. And are we going to tell that part? We're just going to mention this because it's just really exciting. In the provision, Jehovah Jireh, in this book, in 2008, under his health, when I was praying for my husband's health because he found out he has a kidney disease and eventually he would need a kidney. And I wrote in this book, Lord, 
I never want my husband to go into kidney failure. I never want my husband to go on dialysis. And then I didn't even believe what I was saying because when you have kidney failure, you, you go on dialysis. But in 2016, I was approved to be my husband's donor. So God answered the prayer through me and I donated my kidney to my husband four years ago yesterday. And so, Jehovah Jireh, we will never stop singing our praises to the Lord. Wherever you are in your marriage, wherever you are, God is for you. He is not against you. He, I want to always end with Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He quiets you with his love. And he, the Lord Jesus, rejoices over you with loud singing. So that's where the prayer part. I talked about prayer already. Okay. We have two minutes. I, I think you covered all the P's. You were perfect <laughs> on your five P's. I just, yes, I was. We didn't yeah. give away the book. Yeah, so I'm, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a PWOC uh, groupie. I've been involved with uh, PWOC yeah. International and all that, but now, since I carry Carlene around with me, I'm a full-fledged member. I'm not like an associate member of PWOC, but anyway. My other point of discipleship, if you don't know where to go and you're just frustrated, go to Romans 12. Bring your kids to Romans 12. I'm not going to go over Romans 12, but in our closing prayer, uh, we're going to have questions first. Let's have, anybody have any? What, what was our question? Why is it what? Okay, who is the enemy of marriage? That was my yeah. question. Just out there, because we can talk in small groups, right? So who is the enemy of our marriage? Why is it so hard? We're the enemies of our own marriage. The flesh. The devil is after us, especially if we're both Christians and we have a Christian marriage. We have a target on our back, so the world, the devil, I mean the flesh, I said the answer, the world, right? What does our culture say about marriage? Nothing and everything. They make up what marriage is supposed to be yeah. over and over again. So um, we want to offer prayer outside. Is that what we have? We can't really pray in here, but let, let Steve, let us close in prayer. Because mm -hmm. it's almost time, right? Yeah. It is. Oh, our book. Does anybody have an anniversary in the month of July? Uh-oh, three people. Okay. Between one and ten, I have a number in my head. <laughs> Okay, what is it? Nope. Nope. What? Nope. Which closest? Oh, the closest? Okay, five is the closest. The number was three. You have this book? Is that, does everybody, do you two? Uh, okay, yay. Look at that. What, what, what day did your anniversary? The ninth. The ninth? Yeah, okay, congratulations. And how many years are you married? Oh, well, there, it's all about nine. <laughs> hey, for those of you that have sacred marriage, I, I kind of look at that as 401, marriage 401, you know, 101, 201, 301, 401. But discipleship in marriage really is, you know, understanding the why in, of marriage in a very, and so congratulations, you already have it. That's a great, you're invested in your marriage. And so um, my prayer, our prayer for today is from Romans 12, 12. 
be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, oh, you are a good, good Father, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you for the institution of marriage. We thank you that we um, have you, Father, as our good Father, our, our perfect Father, our Abba Daddy, Daddy. And we thank you for our husbands. Lord, it's hard at times. Marriage is hard, but it is not impossible with you, Lord. I know that there's always to get help, that you especially are our azer and helper. So help us to be joyful in hope. Help us to be um, patient in affliction. Help us to be faithful in prayer. Lord, I pray for every woman here. I pray that you would uh, f give her a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit to be faithful in prayer for her husband, to be faithful in prayer for herself, Lord, because you are a God who answers prayer. And we want thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pray for the men. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each woman here, uh, army spouses that serve and sacrifice in so many incredible ways. I pray a blessing on them personally and their marriage. And right now, Lord, I want to lift up their husbands to you. I pray for every husband represented in this room that you would give him a special understanding of what it means to love his wife. I pray for anyone that is not walking with you that by the chaste and um, example and behavior of his spouse. He would see you at work and he would turn to you so that they might be united in a very special spiritual way by having Christ in the center of their marriage. I pray, Lord, for all of the other challenges that these special ladies face in uh, being associated with the military and that you would bless them and give them favor, peace, strength, and hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Hello, ladies. Thank you for coming, and we thank you for our guests that came today. Now, if we could just move fellowship and prayer outside so we could respect, respect the timeline. Thank you. Hi, thank you for listening to Protestant Women of the Chapel, Fort Bragg. We are workers together for Christ. If you've been inspired, please share our podcast with those who could use a good word.